Hello and greetings everyone. I'm Pastor Edwin Strickland and I serve as the Senior Pastor of Fellowship of Champions Church International, a worldwide ministry helping people to learn to live out their God-given dreams by walking in love and living by faith. And I get to be your host and your guide for this exciting journey that we're about to take that we call Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. Hello and happy Tuesday. This is your boy, Pastor Strick, with another edition of Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. So excited that you guys have decided to take your lunch break and to join me. Going to go ahead and ask you guys, if you would, to share this broadcast with as many people as you think would benefit from hearing from me. Listen, I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about how to overcome self-limiting beliefs. Listen, you know, anytime we do a pop-up or we do a live video, we ask you to do a couple things. We ask you to go ahead and to hashtag live if you're watching this live. How do you know you're watching it live? You'll look up in the left-hand corner and you'll see a small red box there that says the word live. So if you're watching live, go ahead and hashtag live. And if you happen to be catching this on the replay, and you'll know because you won't see the little red box in the upper left-hand corner of your screen, just hashtag replay. And then of course, as always, let us know where you're watching from. We know we have people who watch from the East Coast to the West Coast, the Midwest, the, the Dirty South, and all in between. So those of you who are, are on today, let us know where you are watching from. I'm super excited uh, about today's uh, teaching. Uh, it's interesting because I do life with so many faith-filled people uh, and having heard them uh, teach the various things they were teaching over the last, mm, I say the last five to six days, it all has been dovetailing exactly into what I want to talk about today, which is this idea that we have to learn how to overcome self-limiting beliefs. In fact, uh, this is not really a new topic. It's not a, it's, it's not a revelation that, that, that someone hasn't heard before, right? Uh, in fact, I remember back in 2002, I think it was, that I read a book by Joyce Meyer where she talked about the battlefield of the mind and how that if we are not careful, we can allow condemnation, fear, uh, guilt, anxiety, depression, and all of those things to come into our mind. And if we don't deal with them effectively, then in essence, what happened is we lose the battle of our mind, which in essence means we lose the battle um, for our reality, for our life. Uh, and so for me, uh, I'm really teaching this because this is one of these things that I've had to walk through myself. Now, lots of people, you look at me on the outside and you would probably kind of figure, you know, by my persona and thing that I, I have it all together. I don't suffer from, uh, you know, self-limiting thoughts, but you couldn't be further from the truth. Every person you know, if they aren't careful, uh, has the propensity to suffer from a self-limiting belief. Why? Because those self-limiting beliefs can creep up in so many ways. They can show up in our upbringing. They can show up in the way that we uh, interact with other people, um, the things we read, what the media puts out there, the way we the way we see ourselves in media, in television, 
uh, our experiences in school, our experiences at work. There are so many ways that this self-limiting belief or this self-limiting thought has the potential uh, to come our way. And if we aren't careful, uh, we can buy into it. But I'm a firm believer that when you know better, you do better. And so I've had an opportunity to learn how to uh, overcome some things in my life. And today I just thought I want to share those with you, right? We've been talking about the power of belief. We've been talking about uh, discipline. Uh, and so we want to talk today about how do we as individuals overcome these self-limiting beliefs. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about just how we overcome it with our words, because we can mentally ascend to lots of things. But mentally ascending to something doesn't mean you actually have the power to overcome it, because at some point the pressure is going to be so great, uh, it's going to be deeper than what you can mentally ascend to. And so today we're going to talk about overcoming self-beliefs. Now, before we do that, I wanted to announce just real quick, uh, we may I'm making something available to you because I have some extra time now, right? <laughs> uh, I have the luxury of not having to uh, punch a time clock every day. I don't have to have someone dictating my schedule. And so I am going to, um, to add value to you, right? I want to add value to you. And so one of the things that I've done is I'm going to allow you to subscribe uh, to something called Ed Talk Extras. What is Ed Talk Extras? Well, if you ever listen to my wife talk about me and my teaching before, you know that she talks about how I over-prepare. And she's right. I'm an over-preparer. Uh, and so typically what I give you in this 45 to 50 minutes, um, it, it may be a third. Of, of what I actually have in my notes, because I'm just trying to give you a highlight. I'm not trying to hold you here all day. Uh, but people send me messages throughout the week. And what I end up doing is sending them the additional information uh, that are on my notes. Uh, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start taking some of that material and I'm going to turn it into newsletters. Uh, I may start doing some pre-recorded videos so that I can just uh, push those out to you. I'm going to start uh, sharing with you maybe uh, some of my behind the scene personal notes. Right. And so if you are interested in that and it's free of charge right now, uh, it's free of charge right now. Uh, down the road, I may start to charge for some of those things. But right now, uh, I am going to allow you to simply give me your name and email. Uh, and you'll be able to register. And when I send out the additional um, teaching material, you'll be able to have it. So I'm going to put it uh, in the comment section, right? All you have to do is copy or click that link. I'll do it one or two more times before this is over. Um, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Uh, what I'm trying to do right now is add value to your life, because I believe if I can add value to your life, I can help you position yourself so that you can live at a different level so that you can add value to other people's lives, right? So this Ed Talk Extra uh, is what it's called. And you'll get a chance when you click the link to see. All I'm asking for is your full name, first and last name, your email address, right? And then all you have to do is to be able um, to check your emails every now and then. I won't send you an email every week. I won't even say every week. Uh, but when you see an Ed Talk email coming out, you'll want to open it because it's probably going to have some additional content there for you. OK. All right. So go ahead. Do me one more favor before we get into this teaching. 
tag and share, tag and share, tag and share, tag and share. And then let's get into today's teaching. I appreciate that, Big Nate. Appreciate it. Uh, we are going to talk about overcoming self-limiting beliefs. Okay. What I want to do is I want to ask you a question. I'm going to take my time today and try not to rush, but I don't, I'm not going to be here for long, but I want to ask you some questions. I want you to, to think about something. Here's the first question I want you to think about. When was the last time that you just gave up on something that you were serious about at one time? And then I want you to ask yourself, why did you do it? So when was the last time that you actually gave up on something, okay? You gave up on it. You were serious about it when you got started. You really were. It was your dream. You wanted to go after it. You, you wanted to do it, okay? When was the last time that you gave up on that thing? And then ask yourself why, okay? That's question number one. Just think about it. Just think about it. The first thing that comes to your mind is probably that thing. It's probably that dream that you have now put back on the shelf why did you put it back on the shelf? Okay. Was it a lack of resources? Was you didn't think you could do it? You didn't have any people. Uh, it, it was too big. You didn't think it was the right time. Whatever the reason, just think about that. And then here's the second question. When was the last time that you actually failed? Okay. When was the last time you actually failed? And what did you tell yourself? Okay. What was the conversation that you had about the reason for that failure, okay? You, 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 you attempted it, you went forward, you, you didn't quit, but you failed. It did not work out. You, 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 it, you did not pass whatever it was that you were doing, okay? When was the last time that you did something and you failed? And then, the, and then ask yourself, what did you tell yourself about the reason for that failure? Okay. Now, when you think about those two questions, here's what I want you to know. If for any reason you told yourself anything other than I did my best and I learned a lesson or I did my best that I knew how to do, but now I know how to do better next time. After having this experience, if you told yourself anything other than that, then you are letting some type of self-limiting belief get in the way of you achieving your goals or dreams. The way you talk to yourself, the way you communicate to yourself about whether or not you have the ability to do better next time. The way you talk to yourself about whether or not it was somebody else's fault will determine whether or not you have the wherewithal to reach your goal the next time. So you have to ask yourself, what big thing was I serious about that I quit? And when I did, why did I do it? And the second question becomes, what thing did I actually try, but I failed at? And what was the conversation that I had with myself? Because self-limiting beliefs are not like these big, gigantic, roaring voices that come in our mind and talk bad to us. No, no, no. Self-limiting beliefs are the small things that we say to ourselves that justify our hurt so that we can get over disappointment. It's the small things that we say to ourselves that, that justify for us the reason for whatever 
so that we can move beyond the disappointment. The problem is if you don't learn to see disappointment as an opportunity for growth, you will get over the disappointment, but you will never try again. And that's the problem with most people. They are unwilling to try again. They are unwilling to go after something that they failed at because of the conversations that they had with themselves when they failed. And so we have to understand that when we, when we see these self-limiting beliefs show up, we must deal with them quickly and swiftly and appropriately. Because if we do not, they become dream killers. So the question becomes then, what are self-limiting beliefs? Let's talk about this for a second. Simply put, self-limiting beliefs are negative self-perceptions that live in our conscious and sometimes even in our subconscious. They are beliefs that are deeply rooted in past experiences, comments by other people, values and beliefs of our family, our friends, and even the messages that we get from other people on social media or from media itself. Self-limiting beliefs are negative self-perceptions. So here's what happens, because I think it's important to talk about self-perceptions, right? Self-perception is not how other people see us. It's how we see ourselves when we believe what other people say about us. And what other people say about us doesn't have to be true. But the moment we believe it, it becomes our reality. The moment someone says, you're not smart enough to go to college, that's not a true statement because lots of people from lots of different intelligences go to college. But the moment you believe what they say about you, then that self-perception becomes your reality and you can never live beyond your own reality. So someone said you couldn't go to college then you believed you couldn't go to college. Now it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you never go to college. And that self-limiting belief gets reinforced over and over again. And we are constantly being hit and being bombarded by self-limiting beliefs. See, self-limiting beliefs prevent us from achieving success in our careers and in our lives because we become, as the Bible describes, grasshoppers in our own sight. See, the Bible tells about how when the spies went to uh, survey the land and they came back and they talked about how great the land is. They said, it's a land that flows with milk and honey. The grapes are so large, it takes two men to carry the vines. And they talked about how it had plenty of resources. And then somebody says, yes, 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 but, but there are giants in that land. And they're so big that when we saw them, it says, we then saw ourselves, self-perception. We saw ourselves as mere grasshoppers. And, and, and many of you, you're seeing yourself as grasshoppers in the things that God has called you to. The thing that God has called you to, it looks great. It looks wonderful. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's exactly what you want. But I got to go to college in order to get that degree. But... I got to work on that marriage in order for it to be the way I want to. But I have to reach out to my kids and tell them, hey, I wasn't the best parent that I should have been. And I want to make it right. But 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 
You see that? I'm a grasshopper in my own sight. And when you become a grasshopper in your in your own height, in your own sight, you can never live beyond the grasshopper mentality. See, the problem is we oftentimes aren't even aware. And, and, and that's what's so critical. We aren't even aware that our beliefs is what's actually limiting us. We think it's the white man. We think it's the fact that we're women. We think it's the fact that we're poor. We think it's the fact that we have limited education. We think it's something else rather than realizing, that's right, Pastor Sean, it be your own self. It be your own self. We are the thing that is limiting us. How do we, on one hand, on Sunday morning, shout and praise God and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but then at the other time we leave and we leave the other six days saying, I'm not able to do that because you understand what these self-limiting beliefs are doing to us. And so overcoming self-limiting beliefs is always um, a difficult task because these things are deeply ingrained in us. And sometimes from our childhood, I was saying to someone the other day, they was like, man, Pastor Strick, I'm glad you finally writing that book. And I understand what they mean. They're saying, hey, you know, we knew you could do this years ago. But the reality of it is the self-limiting belief I had about writing a book wasn't about my ability to write a book. Right. I have the intelligence to write a book. I wrote a dissertation. I, I wrote a thesis. I understand that I can actually write. The self-limiting belief was this. And watch this. We're being transparent with you. The self-limiting belief was Who's going to want to read what you write? Who's going to want to read it? Why would they want to read what you have to say? What makes you an expert in it? Why would anybody decide that they want to spend money on something you wrote? Why would they do that? Now, now I'm having this self-limiting belief, even though every time I'm teaching, people are telling me, oh, you need to write a book about this. For years, I've had people tell me, Pastor Edwin, you need to really write that book when you did that teaching about angels. It was the most prolific teaching I've ever heard about angels. But the self-limiting belief was, why would anybody want to hear a book from you about angels? See, some of you, you got businesses that God's called you to, but your self-limiting belief is, why would anybody want to buy that from me? It's like this. The Lord says to somebody, hey, I want you to bake cookies. Well, why would anybody want to bake cookies from me? There are thousands of cookies in the grocery store. Why would I want to do that? Why, 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 would I, why, would I, why would I want to engage in that? See, it becomes a self-limiting belief about what you can do, not because somebody else did it, but because you believed it. But once you discover what those self-limiting beliefs are, and once you're able to identify them for yourself, you can learn how to overcome those self-limiting beliefs by incorporating what I have learned and what I call actionable strategies for change. Actionable strategies for change. Because if you can, if you can understand and, and work out these actionable strategies for change, they have a powerful impact of debunking those self-limiting beliefs that are operating in the background of your life. See, some of you, you, you you've, you've lived with these self-limiting self, self -limiting beliefs so long, it's like a script running in the background. 
See, I'm not a computer programmer. I don't know a lot about it. But what I do know is that when your computer is operating, there's always a script running in the background. And that script running in the background kind of serves as the foundation for what's going on for everything you can see outwardly, everything you can interact with on your screen. Some of you need a reboot of your software because your software is running a bad script. It's running a bad script. Some of you pastors, and I, and I know because I've been that way before, you, you, you're, you're teaching what God's called you to teach and you're doing the right thing, but you see other people and their churches are growing and they're not, and it seems like they're, they're not even teaching the hard things that God's asking you to teach. And you're asking yourself, why do I keep doing this? Maybe I should do something different. See, those things become self-limiting beliefs. They become self-limiting because they impact what you're able to do the way God's called you to do. So you need a reboot. And so today I want to spend a little time in the next 20 to 30 minutes that we have together. And I want to give you some actionable strategies for change that I've learned to implement in my life that has helped me get bold enough to finally write the book. OK, I hope that I say something today to get you bold enough to, to get back on the horse. Right. To do the thing that you gave up on. OK, I hope it helps you to get back on the horse so that you will end up going back and saying, you know what? I'm going to change my mindset. I failed, but the failure didn't mean I couldn't do it. It means that I needed to learn something else to do it. I wanted to change your thinking, okay? So let's begin to talk about how do we overcome these self-limiting beliefs. There's four things that we're going to talk about. I'm going to share all four with them, and then we'll go back and just kind of walk through them, okay? So those of you that are taking notes, so if you have to jump off early, at least you'll have them. Number one, the first thing we have to do is we have to understand self-limiting beliefs, Okay? We have to understand self-limiting beliefs. We have to understand how to identify them. We have to understand their impact. We have to understand how to identify their source. And then lastly, we have to assess the validity of these self-limiting beliefs, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I, all self-limiting beliefs, how do I say this? All self-limiting beliefs are not necessarily wrong. But some of them are not necessarily based on the right information. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. I'm 51, okay? I'm about 245 pounds, okay? If I say to myself, I cannot beat Usain Bolt running the 100-meter dash, okay? That's not self-limiting. <laughs> that is a fact of reality. Okay, because unless Jesus come and runs me himself, even at my peak, I never ran as fast as Hussein Bolt did. Okay, so I'm not trying to teach you <laughs> that you can come out here and you can do everything you think in, in, in the world. No, no, no. I'm talking about the kind of beliefs that we speak to ourselves that limit us from doing the things that we know God has called us to do. Okay. So I don't want anybody going out here today saying, well, Pastor Edwin said, if I get rid of self-limiting beliefs, uh, I, I, I can beat Usain Bolt running. And, and, and you ain't never ran 100 meters in under a minute, right? <laughs> it took you a minute to get that 100 meters. You're not going to go out there and do that. So, so don't get the wrong idea. We have to assess the validity 
of those self-limiting beliefs, okay? And then here's the second thing we got to do. We got to learn how to take responsibility, right? Once I have identified the self-limiting belief, I got to take responsibility. It's one thing to say I grew up in a bad household. I had a bad childhood, but you 45 now. OK, and I'm not trying to put down or dismiss what happened to you when you were six, but you're 45. So now you got to take some responsibility for where you are now and whether or not you want to stay there or whether you want to change and grow. OK, so you got to take some responsibility. And a lot of people don't like that. They, 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 they want to live in the victim mentality space. OK, and you can't be a winner simultaneously being a victim. And so you got to learn to take some responsibility. And then number three, you have to learn how to eliminate these self-limiting beliefs. What are the things you must do? How do you how do you position your your thought processes? How do you become disciplined in making sure that you are doing what's necessary to unearth these long held self-limiting beliefs that may have been with you from from childhood? Right. I told somebody one time, the, thing, the, the incredible thing about the brain is this, whatever information hits it first is what it wants to hold on to. Whatever hits your mind first is what it wants to hold on to. Even if it's bad information, even if it's bad information, if you get bad information first and then good information comes along, that bad information will fight to retain its space. And so it's going to be some effort on your part. You're going to have to have some actionable, uh, some some actionable strategies for change in order for you to evict these self-limiting beliefs that run in the background in the script of your life. Okay. And then number four, the fourth thing we have to do is what are we going to do once we evict those thoughts to keep them from coming back? Because here's what you need to know. The Bible says it like this. You have an adversary. And the Bible says that he, he roams around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. Okay? You have an adversary. And the moment you evict one of his compadres from your thinking, he is going to immediately assign not only that compadre, but another one or two to see whether they can come back and regain the stronghold that they had. And so you're going to have to become proficient in learning how to keep some of these self-limiting beliefs out of your life. OK, so those are the four things we're going to talk about. So let's jump into number one, understanding self-limiting beliefs. The first part of overcoming self-limiting belief, as I said, is you have to learn how to identify them. OK, you have to understand their impact on your life. You have to identify the source. Where did they come from? And then number four, you have to assess the validity. Is this stronghold uh, really something that's a stronghold in my life that's holding me back? Or is it a mere reality that I have now come to uh, understand that is, is just the way it is in my life? OK, so let's talk about this first one. Identifying self-limiting beliefs. How do I identify them? Self-limiting beliefs show up in three ways. Number one, they may come from the world, okay? Self, uh, these, I, these limiting beliefs can come from the world, okay? What are my self-limiting beliefs that I have about the world? These are beliefs about how things are, okay? 
They're my thinking about how this world operates and the belief that my circumstances, watch this, are somehow out of my control, okay? I'm a black man, so I'm never gonna be able to achieve, okay? That is a self-limiting belief about this world, okay? Does racism exist? Sure it does. Does sexism exist? Sure it does. Okay, those things are real, but if I allow them to become a self-limiting belief for me, then even when I have the opportunity to overcome racism, to overcome sexism, I won't take the opportunity because of what I already believe about the world. Okay, so when I'm identifying these self-limiting beliefs, I have to ask myself, where is this self-limiting belief coming from? Okay, what is the self-limiting belief I have about the world? Okay. There are some self-limiting beliefs that people have like, you know, uh, true love doesn't exist. Well, why would someone say true love doesn't exist? Because they've been injured before, okay? And if you've been injured before and you tell yourself that true love doesn't exist, when true love shows up, you will treat it with disdain. Why? Because you have a self-limiting belief about the world. You don't believe that someone is either one, good enough or qualified to love you well, or two, that you are good enough or qualified to have someone to love you well. Either way, it produces the same result. Either way, it produces the same response. And so we have to understand that we have self-limiting beliefs about the world. We must identify what they are so that we can change those self-limiting beliefs and we can become the very thing we want to be as opposed to fighting against the thing that God has already determined us to be, but we fight against it. Okay. Number two, what is our self-limiting beliefs about other people? So we have self-limiting uh, beliefs about the world and then about other people. Self-limiting self -limiting beliefs about people, they show up in ways like, um, you know, I, I, I have social anxiety, so I can't do X. Okay. Or other people think I am fill in the blank. Okay. Whatever you want to say. People think I'm awkward. People think I'm stupid. Uh, people think that, uh, you know, I, I'm a perfectionist. Whatever it is, whatever that self-limiting belief you have about other people ends up becoming a mirror, watch this, that gets reflected back onto you, okay? And so if I'm not careful, I will allow what other people think to become my reality. And when it becomes my reality, then it begins to limit me, okay? So I have these self I have these self-limiting beliefs about how I see the world, how I see other people, and then lastly, about how I see myself. Limiting beliefs about yourself happen when you think you are inherently bad, inherently awkward, inherently stupid. You are unworthy, that you're too old, that you're too ugly, that you can't learn new skills. And you know, here at Fellowship of Champions at our church, we say this all the time, and my wife kind of got this started, and we say it all the time now. We say you can learn what? Hard things until they're what? Easy. You can learn hard things until they're easy. Okay. But if you have a self-limiting belief about yourself, you won't try hard things. In fact, everybody go ahead and type in the comment section. Say, I'm willing to try hard things. I am willing to try hard things. When you begin to try hard things and you get over some of these self-limiting beliefs you have about yourself, okay? So we said that, you, number one, you had to identify them. So once you identify 
you know, what, where are your self-limiting beliefs? Are they about the world? Are they about other people? Are they about yourself? Are they about all three? <laughs> Some of you are bombarded with self-limiting thoughts, right? And because you have so many self-limiting thoughts, they come from every direction. So then the next thing you have to do is you have to understand, right, the impact. You have to understand the impact and the magnitude of your self-limiting beliefs. Once you are aware of your negative beliefs, you must reflect on how they are currently getting in your way or how they are impacting you. You really have to ask yourself that question. Once you've identified it, some of you are thinking about them right now. I know you are. You're thinking about what those self-limiting beliefs are in your life. You have to ask yourself, how are they uh, impacting me? In the words of Dr. Phil, how's that working for you? You have to ask yourself, how is that working for me? This self-limiting belief I had how about writing a book, right? About whether or not someone would want to read something that I wrote. About whether or not I should do a live. Whether I should even do Ed Talk. All of those things, no one was telling me I shouldn't do them. In fact, it was just the opposite. I can't tell you how many people told me I should write a book. Not just about the one I finally, to write, finally decided to write a book about. But people were telling me I need to write, if I had wrote a book, <laughs> literally for every time someone told me I should write a book about a particular topic, I probably have a hundred books written by them. But it wasn't that someone was saying, oh, you shouldn't write a book. That's not in your, that's not in your wheelhouse. You should never do that. It was the opposite. It was my self-limiting belief about whether or not someone would want to read it. It was my self-limiting belief about whether someone wanted to hear anything I really had to say. So you have to understand the impact and the magnitude of your self-limiting belief and what it's doing to you. Think about it like this. With those self-limiting beliefs, ask yourself and, and just go back through, through your, your, your mental Rolodex. What promotions have you passed up because of self-limiting beliefs? What new opportunities did you say no to out of the perceptions related to your own readiness and capabilities. I've shared this story before and I'll share it again. There was an opportunity I had uh, to take a new job one time. And the job was probably about two, maybe even three grades above where I was. And I was, and I was having some angst about whether or not I should take the job because, you know, because of, because of who, how we grow up. You know, especially a lot of us that are African-Americans, how we grew up, we always grew up, or I grew up here in the saying, you had to be twice as smart and twice as good to have the same opportunity, right? And when you grow up hearing that, that becomes, whether you know it or not, it sounds empowering, but it becomes a self-limiting belief. And so I, I was trying to decide whether I was going to take the job. And I asked one of the guys who were kind of like a, a mentor to me, he was a white gentleman. Uh, and I mentioned that because that's it really is important in this context. I asked him, I said, you know, I'm thinking about taking this job. They've offered it to me, but I don't know that I, I don't know that I'm ready. I don't I don't know that I've had, uh, you know, as much team management or people management skills. I don't know that I've managed the budget as large as what I'm going to have to do. I don't know if I've worked cross functionally as much as they're going to ask me to do it and still lead my team. I don't know if I have that experience. And he looked me square in the eye and he said, you don't have to take the job. He said, but let me give you a piece of advice. He says, whoever they hire, they're not going to be prepared. They're going to train them. 
He said, so the question becomes, do you believe you can learn? Do you believe you can learn? Because if you believe you can learn, there's no reason for you not to take the job. I took the job and was very successful in the job. But how many times have we all almost or we did pass up an opportunity because we had a self-limiting belief about ourselves? Now, think about how crazy it is. I interviewed, had multiple rounds of interviews. I did the performance task. I had the, uh, the, 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 the interview with the C-suite and they offered the job. But that still wasn't enough. Why? Because I didn't think I was prepared. It was a self-limiting belief. And I'm saying to you, if you stop today and you think, what have you passed up? What doors has God opened for you, but you didn't walk through them because you had self-limiting beliefs that hindered you from walking through the door that you prayed about? Come on, somebody. I'm not the only one. I am not the only one who's done that. And so we've got to make sure that we are dealing with this script that's running in the background. How much time have you wasted putting things off because of these negative beliefs? My guess for most of us is that the sum of time lost and missed opportunities is probably extremely significant. If, if, if we would have added all up, it's extremely significant. So this is the personal cost of self-limiting beliefs, okay? So then we must, we must, when we are understanding our self-beliefs, we must understand where is it coming from, okay? Do I have a self-limiting belief about the world? Do I have a, a, a self-limiting belief uh, about other people? Do I have self-limiting beliefs about myself? And then once I understand those, I have to ask myself, do I really understand the impact of staying in the same spot? What is it going to cost me if I don't change? Right. I have to understand the impact and the magnitude of these self-limiting beliefs. And then once I do that, I have to then identify the source of that self-limiting belief. Where did it come from? And a lot of people say this part isn't important, but I believe this part is important. It is important to identify the source because here's the reason why. And I'm not talking about anybody's mama or daddy, so y'all don't get mad at me. But if you had a mama or daddy who wasn't well, okay, maybe they were addicted to drugs, maybe they were young, maybe they were they were stressed because they were in poverty, whatever the case may be. Maybe maybe they were all of those things, but they worked really really hard to try to help you get out of that, so you didn't get to spend a lot of time with them, right? Maybe you had to be at your grandparents' house. Maybe you had babysitters because they was working two or three jobs. Whatever the reason. Okay, you need to identify the source of your self-limiting beliefs because those beliefs, once you can identify them, it can help you go. Maybe this belief that I received didn't come from a well person. Selah. I'm holding on to a belief. Come on, somebody, that I got from an unwell person. I, 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 the, the person who who gave me this belief wasn't well. How can a well person give me well beliefs? And so I have to identify the source. I got to search for the source of where that belief came from. Was it a seemingly innocuous comment that somebody made in my past that I held on to and meditated and then it became my reality? Is it a commonly held belief that I got from my family or my social circle 
or is it the perception of a past experience? Just because you had a past experience doesn't mean that that past experience actually happened the way you observed it. Oof. Okay, what do I mean? It's like eyewitness testimony. The worst testimony it is in court typically is eyewitness testimony. What do I mean? I mean that if you have someone to come into a restaurant where you are, they come into the restaurant and they pull a gun, everybody starts screaming. They fire in the air, one shot and run out. You can ask 10 people what that person looked like what they had on, how tall were they, how heavy were they, and were there any distinguishing marks, and you will get 10 different descriptions. Why? Because in times of stress and chaos, our mind doesn't retain details. It goes into a, into a fight or flight situation. So the way you witness things is all about how you witness them based on your emotions at the time your lens of experience at the time, what you were going through at the time. So just because you had an experience doesn't mean that the experience happened the way you actually think it did. So you have to identify the source of those self-limiting beliefs so you can then identify whether or not that's reality or not. See, we all live in reality, our own reality, but not all of our reality is real. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best way I can describe that. You, we all live in our realities. That's true. But all of our realities are not real. The, the way you observe something may not have been the way it happened. Okay? So then you have to identify the source of that self-limiting belief so you can get to the next thing, which is to assess the validity of it. You have to assess the validity of it. Self-limiting beliefs, as I said, tend to be rooted in our conscious and, and subconscious. And they are rarely challenged. The, our our self-limiting beliefs almost work on an automated system. They just kind of go. It just kind of happens, right? It just happens. It's just, it's just a script that's running. And, and we are so used to that script that we don't challenge it. We don't think about it. We, we, we just buy into that script as though it's the gospel. So whatever self-limiting belief you have about yourself, in fact, when someone challenges you on that self-limiting belief, you'll get mad at them. Why? Because you lived with that self-limiting belief for so long. You ever been talking to somebody and you tell them you're better than that? They'll get mad at you. They'll get mad at you for telling them that they're better than their current behavior. Why? Because they are so bought in to that self-limiting script that's running in their background. Folks will fight you. They will fight you over a wrong self-limiting belief. You tell, you, 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 you don't believe me? You start talking to some of your friends and you start challenging them about their self-limiting belief. Start, forget your friends, challenge yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and start talking to yourself about your self-limiting beliefs and watch how uncomfortable you become looking at yourself having that conversation. But you have to assess the validity of those beliefs. You've got to learn to do what I call flip the script. You got to learn to flip the script and assess the validity of those self-limiting beliefs that you've been carrying for so long. 
And you got to ask yourself this question. Are these facts? To, are, are there any facts that support this self-limiting belief? Or is this just a perception or opinion of a friend, a family member, or a work colleague? It's, it is a fact <laughs> that at this stage in my life today, I'm not going to outrun Usain Bolt. Okay? But it is, it, it is, it is not a fact that I cannot run 100 meters. So if I decide I want to run 100 meters, just because I have the self-limiting belief that I can't outrun Hussein Bolt doesn't mean I can't get out there and practice running the 100, okay? So you have to assess the validity of those beliefs. You have to ask yourself, if, if it's based on mere conjecture and not facts, it's time to put this belief behind me. And sometimes the most difficult thing is putting the belief behind you. Why? Because you become so comfortable with the belief it's almost like a part of who you are, okay? So the very first thing we say we have to do, and I gave you all of that to say, what you have to learn to do is you have to learn to understand self-limiting beliefs, okay? You got to understand. And then once we've done all of that, here's number two. We got to take responsibility. We got to take responsibility. The number one reason that people do not achieve their goals is not because they got a bunch of haters against them. Can I say that again? The number one reason that people do not achieve their goal is not because they have a lot of haters. No, the number one reason people do not achieve their goal is because they refuse to take responsibility for their own lives. Again, I don't want to dismiss, downplay, or try to mitigate anyone's trauma. Okay? The way you feel are legitimate feelings. And I would never try to tell you you shouldn't feel a certain way. But I will challenge you and say that once you have identified what happened to you, maybe what someone did to you, the position you were put in, maybe you felt helpless as a kid because you, because you couldn't protect your mom or you couldn't protect your dad or you couldn't protect your sister from the abuse that they took or the abuse that you got. I don't know all those situations. What I do now know is that you are no longer that six-year-old. You are no longer that eight-year-old. You are no longer that 12-year-old, that 15-year-old. You are an adult who is capable, if you take the right actionable strategies, to take responsibility and change your life. People who go after their goals and achieve them, they choose to believe that their circumstances are just that circumstances. They do not believe that the circumstances make something out of their control. People who choose to believe that circumstances are beyond their control operate off of something called external locus of control. External locus of control. And external locus control is in of itself a self-limiting belief. I believe that everything that happens to me happens to me because it happens outside of me. How many of you, and I know you have, told your kids that you may not be able to choose what someone does, but you can choose how you respond? We all talk about that. We all talk. What, what we're telling our kids is that I need you to move beyond the idea or the belief that you have to operate by external locus of control. 
Okay. If you're going to overcome self-limiting belief, you must develop what I call internal locus of control. What is internal locus of control? Internal locus of control is actually greater than external locus of control. Why? Because it's the belief that life happens for you, not to you. Life happens for you, not to you. I, I, I talked about this when I talked about discipline. Internal locus of control is like discipline. External locus of control is like motivation. Okay? Motivation gets you started. Okay? You, so you can recognize that someone did something to me when I was a child. And as a result of that, I adopted this self-limiting belief about myself. Someone told me I was dark-skinned, okay? Because when I was growing up, light skin was in. <laughs> light skin was in. And then they produced this movie called New Jack City. And when New Jack City came out, all the dark-skinned brothers was in. Elder Barge-looking brothers was out. The dark-skinned brothers were in. But before New Jack City came out, I had a self-limiting belief about the way I looked because I was dark-skinned in a light-skinned family, Okay? I cannot be sitting here at 51 years old still talking about how I'm dark-skinned and because I'm dark-skinned, I, 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 nobody likes me. Okay, you got to give up. <laughs> you got to give up some of that old thinking, okay? You got to give it up. You got to go to an internal locus of control. I have the power to change my life. What happened to me is a circumstance. What happens to me going forward, I have the power to choose. So I got to learn how to take responsibility. And then once I take responsibility, I can get to number three, which is the main part, right? I can eliminate self-limiting beliefs. I can kick them out of doors. I can kick them out of doors. How do I kick them out of doors? Three things you must do. If you're going to get rid of these self this self uh, limiting beliefs, the first thing you got to do is you got to develop an alternate belief system. Okay. One way to start to overcoming negative beliefs is to develop an alternate belief. For example, I used to think I'm not a good communicator. Therefore, doing Facebook lives is going to be tragic. No one's going to want to hear it. No one's going to want to sit and hear what I have to say. That was an internal self-limiting belief, okay? And then what I did is I changed that to say the way I communicate on my job is the same way I can communicate via Facebook. People listen to me on my job, they'll listen to me on Facebook. Those who don't, that's okay. There are some who will. And I had to learn to flip that script. And when you flip the script, that's how you begin to unearth and eliminate those self limiting belief. And then the other thing you have to do is you have to be willing to constantly challenge those self-limiting beliefs. Because if you don't constantly challenge them, they will creep back in. If I'm going to eliminate self-limiting beliefs in my life, I got to learn to flip the script. I got to develop an alternative belief system. And then I have to be willing to constantly change it. Because if you think for one moment that you can decide today to get rid of a self-limiting belief and the devil's just going to say, okay, that's cool. You can let it go. You are sadly mistaken. 
In fact, whatever you decide to get rid of, he's going to try to bring opportunity to re-solidify why you should hang on to that self-limiting belief. And so you have to be willing to constantly change it, constantly challenge it, okay? And then what you have to learn to do is you have to learn to employ a mantra. Pastor Evan, what does that mean? Listen, making daily affirmation of daily confessions about who you are is one of the most powerful things in helping you change self-limiting beliefs. If you, you got to learn how to put, you got to learn how to put some positive things about yourself on replay. You got to change that script that's running in the background, right? You got to learn how to, how, to, how, to, how to say the right kind of things so that these self-limiting beliefs don't bubble up. That's exactly right, Tracy. That's exactly right. If you limit yourself in front of talking to people because you have a stammer, then, then, then you won't ever do it. But the more you do it, the less you'll think about the stammer. And, and, and the reality of it is, is most people are probably not paying attention to it as much as you are. Everybody, when they speak, has nuances. I say, OK, a lot. I had an uncle who said, and are up. <laughs> Whenever he spoke, he said, and are up. Everybody has a nuance. And guess what? We can work on, on diminishing those nuances. I almost said, okay. <laughs> but we can work on diminishing those. But we have to learn to employ a mantra. We got to learn to say some good stuff about ourselves. Some of us have such poor self-talk. In fact, go ahead and type that in the comment section. Say, I will not have poor self-talk. Okay? I will not have poor self-talk. And then lastly, and I'm getting ready to close, here's the fourth thing you got to do. You got to keep those self-limiting beliefs dormant. You got to keep them dormant. Because if you don't, the enemy will plant a seed, somebody will say something, someone will do something, something will happen, and that self-limiting belief that you thought you got rid of will be right back in your brain trying to grow again. Because it does not want to be expelled. It does not want to be expelled. It takes regular, intentional effort to overcome self-limiting beliefs. The same sense of intentionality is required to keep them at bay. It's like, um, what's the phrase? Uh, I heard my, I've heard, I've heard women use it before. Oh, it says, whatever monster you create is the monster you have to keep feeding. Or if you wanted to change, whatever monster you create is the monster you have to kill, right? And so the reality of it is, is whatever it takes to get over this self-limiting belief, I got to have that same kind of tenacity, that same kind of consistency in order to keep those self-limiting beliefs at bay. For many of us, we are the greatest and sometimes perhaps only obstacle to our own success. We are the greatest obstacle to our success. Why? Because of the negative script that we have running about ourselves in the background. It's not your haters. Most people who talk about their haters, you're only talking about your haters because you agree with your haters. You agree you're not talented. You agree you're not qualified. You agree you've bought into your haters. And now what you hate is that you agree with them because people who don't agree with their haters don't spend time talking about. Them. They're not making Facebook posts about how much folks hate on them. They're not making posts about somebody making subliminal posts about them. They're not thinking about them. They're spending their time working on themselves, keeping their own self-limiting beliefs at bay. Now, how do I keep these self-limiting beliefs at bay? Two things you got to do. Number one, 
I know this sounds, this may sound weird, but hang with me. You have to let go of certainty. You have to let go of certainty. What do I mean? The truth is, is that we all crave certainty. All of us, we all crave it. In fact, certainty is one of the most powerful six human needs. And in small doses, it gives us comfort and stability in our lives. That is the reason that if you buy into certainty, that a self-limiting belief can be so hard to uproot because it gets you comfortable. Pastor Edwin, I don't understand what you mean. Here's what I mean. A self-limiting belief that says you cannot go back to college and finish school, okay? That is a self-limiting belief that is running in the background, okay? And if that self-limiting belief is certain for you, it adds a degree of comfortability. Why? Because if I believe I can't go back to school and I can't finish the degree, I never think about going back to school and finishing degree. Certainty pushes me into a place of comfortability, even when it's with a negative belief system. So what I have to learn to do is I have to learn that the only thing I need to be certain of is what God is speaking to me. That I am, I am infinitely more able to do what God has told me to do than the comfortability of what my self-limiting beliefs have told me I can't do, okay? So I gotta let go of certainty. But certainty has this propensity to hold us back, right? Why? Because it's what prevents you from going after the new job. See, I, I got this job. I'm certain of what's gonna happen here. I know what to expect in this job. But here's the problem. The job you have now doesn't respect you. They don't honor you. They've passed you over for promotions. They get you to train new people. And then they take the new people and promote them over you. They see you as the workhorse. But you won't change jobs because of certainty. I, you're, you're comfortable even though what they're doing to you is wrong. Is anybody hearing me? And because you won't let go of certainty, certainty is, is, is keeping you holding on to these self-limiting beliefs that's stopping you from being all that you could be. You won't even go get the new job. It's what keeps you in unhealthy relationships. You know he's cheating on you. You know she's cheating on you. You know they're treating you bad. You know they don't honor you. You know they don't respect you, but you're used to it. You're certain of it. You're comfortable. So you won't even leave the relationship to go see if there's something greater or better out there, somebody who will honor and respect you and treat you like the king or the queen that you are because you are so certain of what you have right now. But you don't understand that that is a self-limiting belief. And so you got to learn to let go of certainty. And then lastly, you got to change your self-talk. If you don't change your self-talk, you'll never, you'll never get over self-limiting beliefs. You got to learn to change your self-talk. Your limiting beliefs can sometimes occur deep in your subconscious. But more often than not, it's a negative self-talk that's telling you why you can't, why you shouldn't, why you won't, or why you don't do the thing that you desire to do. 
Self-talk is constant. It's happening to you right now. You're listening to me talk right now, but your subconscious or even your conscious is talking to you while I'm talking. It is always running. And since we can't stop self-talk from running, what we have to learn to do is to change what it's saying. Human beings literally have thousands of thoughts per day, perhaps even 10,000s of thoughts. And if even a small amount of those involve limiting beliefs, that is a constant negative narrative that is running throughout our head all day long. Overcoming limiting beliefs starts with noticing the way your inner voice speaks to you. Okay? Somebody says 60 to 70 thoughts per day. Even if a small fraction of those are negative, that takes a huge, profound impact on your life. But the reality of it is most of us, if we haven't trained ourselves, right? If we haven't trained ourselves, most of those thousands of thoughts are not positive, but they are negative. They are self-limiting beliefs. So you have to you have to do a self-check. How is my inner voice speaking to me? Exactly, Kim. How is my inner voice speaking to me? What am I saying to it? Am I even aware? Am I aware? There's an exercise that you can go through. And, I, and, and I, it may be one of the things I'll send, maybe one of the first things I send in my Ed Talk Extra. Remember I said if you wanted to, to get some of the extra stuff, because I've got a thing in my notes and I can't go through it today. But if you want to join Ed Talk Extra, the link is there in the comment section and I may send it to you. But it gives you the opportunity to track your negative thoughts and you would be so surprised. In fact, one time I had somebody who close to me, I won't reveal who they were, I won't bust them out, but they're very close to me. And I was having a conversation and I was saying, hey, I don't know if you are aware, but you have a lot of negative self-talk. Not only do you have negative self-talk, a lot of the outward talk you use is very pessimistic. And they argued me down that that wasn't the case. So I said, cool, no problem. Didn't say anything else about it. The next time we were together, I put my phone on record. I just recorded the conversation, just general conversation that we had. And then after about an hour or so, I asked him, I said, hey, you remember when I told you that a lot of times when we're talking, uh, that's right, Passion. It wasn't you. <laughs> uh, when we when we were when we were talking, I told you that you have a lot of negative self-talk and, 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 and that you seem kind of pessimistic. They was like, yeah, but I told you that wasn't true. I said, well, let's do me a favor. I want you to hear something. And I played it for them. And they could not believe if they hadn't known it was their voice. They could not have believed that that is what they were saying the majority of the time. And I mean, it could be about anything. You know, it, well, we got 15 minutes to make it. We're probably going to make it because all the lights going to be red. You know, you know, you, they, they didn't even realize that everything they were saying was pessimist. Everything they were saying was, was negative. And, and it was just a script that ran in the background and they didn't realize it, but was impacting everything they did in their life because all of their actions was based on their thinking. So if you're going to get over self-limiting beliefs, then one of the things you have to learn to do is you have to learn to watch your self-talk and you have to change that self-talk. When, 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 when you start to do that, the exercise helps you to write down those negative thoughts and to notice which ones come up re repeatedly. 
Because what you want to do is you then need to be able to make a conscious effort to catch the thought, stop the thought, and replace them with an empowering thought. Okay? So the first thing you got to do is to be aware of it. Okay? See, and then you got to catch it. Oh, I'm having a negative thought. Okay? How do I get rid of the negative thought? We, we have a proven technique to help you. Okay? And some of you heard this before, some of you haven't, so I'll do it real quick and then I get off of here. Here's an exercise that you can use to help yourself stop the internal negative self-limiting belief system from running in your script. Okay? Do this exercise with me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say go. And when I say go, I want you to begin to count silently in your head, okay? It works like this. I'll say go, and you'll go. And you'll start counting silently in your head. At some point, I'm going to say stop. When I say stop, I want you out of your mouth, out loud, if you can, where you are. You ain't got to scream, but I need you to open your mouth and say it. I want you to say your name, okay? Are we clear? I know this has got a little buffer to it, but I want us to be clear, okay? So here we go. Go. Stop. All right. I'll wait a second. If someone tells me what happened when you started counting in your head, when I said stop and you said your name out loud, Tell me what happened to the counting. Tell me what happened. It's about a 15 second delay, I think, between what I'm talking and you guys are getting it. Okay. Tanisha said she forgot what number it's on. Cynthia said it stopped. Okay. Latonya said it stopped. Tranika said the counting stopped. So we're not making this up, right? It stopped. Why did it stop? Because you do not have the ability to run that script and speak at the same time. That is why it is so powerful for you to make sure when you are having these negative thoughts that you become aware of, that you be able to replace them with more empowering thoughts. Where do I get my empowering thoughts from? I get mine from the word of God. What did God say about me? What did God declare about me? If I say I'm not able to do it, but God says you can do all things. If the word of God says that, 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 that all things are possible to them that believe, and I'm a believer, then I say that out of my mouth. When I, when I, when I, when I don't think I can do it, I have to learn how to say it. And I'm not telling you it's going to be easy, but I'm telling you it's possible. Remember, I can do hard things until they become easy. I can do hard things. And so if you are going to get over these self-limiting beliefs, you have got to be able to do some of these things that I am talking about today. And if this seems like a lot, don't worry. Sign up for Ed Talk Extras. I'll send you the notes. You can walk through them. I'll send you the exercise. You can go through them. Pastor Edwin, why would you do that? Why would you send us your notes? Why would you teach this? Why would you, why would you then give us the exercise? Because I want everybody to win. I'm currently winning. <laughs> I am winning. You understand me? I am winning in life. I am winning in life. So if I can help you to catch those self-limiting beliefs, 
If I can help you to stop them from running in the background of your mind, and if I can help you to replace them with more empowering thoughts, you will become infinitely more better to live out what God is calling you to do, and you'll be able to help someone else. And that is what I want you to be able to do. And so if you're interested, again, at, and I say this, and I want to be clear, at this time, I'm not charging anybody for it. I won't tell you that it'll always stay that way. But if you register for Ed Talk Extras now, you'll be grandfathered in, at least as far as everything we have going on right now. So you want to go over there and you want to take 30 seconds and you want to join Ed Talk Extras. Why? Because it's going to be the extra stuff, the stuff I couldn't share. I've been on here an hour and, and, and six minutes, and that's enough for today. Okay? So I put it in the comment section. So all you got to do is click it, right? Takes you right there. All you got to do is put your first and last name, email address, hit send, okay? And then sometime this week, maybe Thursday, I'll shoot you kind of a synopsis of these notes. I'll send you the exercise because listen, you really want to track yourself. And you can do this. Turn your phone on record when, when, when you're just, you know, just talking around your house or whatever. Check and see how often you take the negative side of it, okay? Just just, just check and see. Mr. Ivy, I can put that link up in Facebook. I'll put it on my page for anybody who wants to join uh, Ed Talk Extra. So you just have to go to my page here in a little bit, and I'll put it up. So listen, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I'll drop that. Somebody asked to drop the link. I'll drop it one more time. Hopefully you can see that in the comment section. I don't know how that works. Uh, if you can, that's great. If not, go to my Facebook page sometime today and check it out. I need to let you guys go. Get back to work. Thank you for joining your, your lunch break with me. Tracy, I appreciate you registering. That's great. Listen, go to Ed Talk Extra, right? And listen, let me say this before I go. We are getting closer and closer and closer to live your dreams. We are getting closer and closer to live your dreams. Uh, I saw that the uh, banner came out today, the advertisement. It is some dope speakers on there. Dr. D, Unika, uh, I'm going to be on there myself. Pastor Sean, uh, I think there's a couple other people. I don't remember all their names right off the top of my head. But listen, it's going to be dynamic. If you haven't registered for Live Your Dreams, you should. Go to www.liveyourdreams2023.com, okay? Also, if you join Ed Talk Extra, Okay, if you register for Ed Talk Extra, you will be the first ones notified when they give me the link to pre-order the book. Okay, I'll put it there first. All right, maybe even have a discount code or something for you. Uh, but you got to join Ed Talk Extra in order to do that. All right, listen, I appreciate you guys. Uh, <laughs> somebody said no discounts. I appreciate you guys uh, joining in. If this was a blessing to you, share it to your story. Share it in groups that you have permission. Share it on your page. Let somebody else come and hear how to overcome self-limiting beliefs, okay? Listen, love you guys. Have a great day. For those of you that are going to be going to spring break next week, have a great spring break. Uh, be safe, okay? Be careful. Uh, if you're in the water, pay attention to riptides. Pay attention to all the beach warnings. Have a safe and wonderful time, and I will see you guys here next Tuesday. Y'all have a great day. Be blessed.